New days, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Told in semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sued in semantic. Yeah, man, Big up to the man, yeah. Sued in semantic. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Have you guys have you been looking for luxury watches for quite some time or have contemplated doing so, but you don't really know who you can trust and where the best prices are? Look no further. Time for Luxury has got your back. Make sure to check out the site. Some of the watches they sell include Patek Philippe, Rolex, AP, Cartier, Hublot, Richard Mill, and many others as well. Make sure to check them out. You will be very, very glad you did. Welcome to another episode of Soothing Semantics. I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, follow both of us on Instagram. Marina, I'm going to post your socials. Today, we have a realtor from Canada, Marina. I'm going to butcher this. Estatiadis. Estatiadis. It was, I'm giving you like an eight and a half out of 10 on that one. That was good. Really? Yeah, that was good. Estasiatis. Okay. How do you say it? You Because you guys have like the... Yeah. Like I, I, do you know Nikos Vertis, the singer? I do know Nikos Vertis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so I, I like his music a lot. It's good. It's really nice. Are you I'm Jewish and Italian, but I, I grow more on the Jewish side. So he does some 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 uh, songs with some very big Israeli singers, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, Greek music. It sounds kind of similar. Right. So that's how I heard of him. I was like, wow, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. You know? Speaking okay. Of, uh, wait, sorry. Quick question: Are you from Long yeah. Island? I'm from New York. Why you hear you hear like an accent? I think, yeah, I have, um, a lot of my family's from Long Island. They just moved to Florida like two years ago, and you have the same accent. Yeah, so it doesn't always come out, but if I'm like very serious about something or if I say walk, talk, ball, coffee, it comes out immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people some people notice it right away, some people don't, but as soon as those like couple of words come out, they're like, ah, New York. Yeah. 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 I moved to Florida three years ago. It's the best. Everyone's moving to Florida now. It's crazy. Are you thinking about it as well? My family is, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it's yeah. hard for you because like you've been doing real estate there. So you have everything. You're kind of acclimated, right? For me, I would probably do like a back and forth type of thing. But my parents, they're they're hitting retirement. My mom doesn't work. She's a stay at home mom. And my dad is hitting retirement soon. So all of our families in Florida, they're in Clearwater. Oh, nice. That's kind yeah. of far. That's that's pretty far up. But yeah. So big okay. Community, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's insane how many cars I see from California, from New York. As soon as I see the California plates, California plates, I'm like, guys, go back where you came from. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, because not to get political, but I don't want them to vote the same people in, you know what I mean, that they left for. Cali's a destroyed state right now. Oh, it's terrible. But it's such a beautiful state. That's the shame. Because yeah. it's like, it's just ruined, but it has so much potential. It's such a beautiful place to live. But anyhow, yeah. it is what it is. So let's, what were you saying? I think we're on the same page then when it comes to our political view. Yeah. And that's what I want to get into with, with you about Canada, because like all I hear about from Canadians that I know here and what I see occasionally on social media is just, it's like you guys are in prison, at least from what they portray in the news. It's bad. 
Right. Yeah. So, so go, let's go into it first. Let's kind of start off on how you got into real estate, you know, how long ago, how, when you started, how you got into it, what made you decide to do it? The floor okay. is yours. Okay. So I got into real estate about five and a half years ago. Um, the reason why I got into it was because after I had finished college, I was doing a nine to five job. I had a great job um, in product management, but I hated going into an office every single day at nine o'clock and having to leave at five like just, I'd finish my work quicker. I wouldn't like have certain things to do at the time. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I don't want to cap on my income. I want to kind of be free. Um, what they don't tell you is that you are working 24 seven though, when you become a real estate agent, but you're working for yourself and you love it. You're working for your clients and it's just a way different feeling. Um, so I, yeah, I decided to get into real estate and I haven't looked back since. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I was never a nine to fiver. I, I was a waiter for many years. So we did like these quick five hour gigs. Yeah, I did that throughout high school and college. And, yeah. you know, and then like after my, my military experience, I finished and was doing like working with with loans for a bit. Okay. And then when COVID hit, I switched out to real estate, but I completely hear you. I can't imagine having a capped salary. It's It's not, I don't know. I don't know how anyone does it. I think, I mean, maybe there's the doubt of the unknown because, yeah. you know, you're guaranteed with that money. Every, every certain individual, right. To be able to do a commission based job, you, you're not getting a, a, you don't know what you're making every month. You absolutely. don't making every year. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you can only really fire yourself and that's the beauty of it. Like no one can really, unless you do something insanely ridiculous <laughs> yeah. where the office is like, oh, you got to go, you know, but otherwise yeah, it was actually a realtor crazy uh you've heard of the broke agent right i'm sure you've heard of it this, okay like everyone any every realtor knows about it so they made a post about this crazy realtor i think he's in california who got a listing and he posted naked pictures of himself but he blurred out like his parts and i was like dude like that's that's exactly i appreciate i appreciate ballsiness and being brash but that was just i, I wouldn't honestly i would never be able to do that it's so. funny that you said that because my client sent me a picture of how inside a house and it was a big teddy bear sitting at the kitchen table with the Coca-Cola. And I'm like, what are you sending me? Cause she just sent the pictures, right? Not the actual listing. And she mm -hmm. goes, this is someone's listing. I'm like, marketing worked. Do you see how you just sent it to me? Think uh -huh. about how many other people sent it to somebody to send that sent it to somebody. So that was, I thought that was really creative. I'm but like, that's, oh, that's but, really smart. but there's no consequence in that. Like no. that's just like a, that's different, but it was literally just a, bear, a teddy bear and Coke. That's it. It was just a big white polar bear, like the polar bear uh -huh, and uh -huh. sitting at the kitchen Island in a listing. Interesting. Cause it's different. It catches your eye. That's smart. Yeah, it's, it's, she said, she just bought out. She didn't, she, I don't even know. Like she was just looking and she's like, look at what this person did. I'm like, that's smart. I'm going to use something like that for one of my, that's next great. Week. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's different. But like this guy, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd give someone my listing if I knew they were going to do that. It's a pretty wild. Decision. No, I don't agree with that. But again, it's California. Yeah. I, like, look at what like right. They are. do whatever they want. It's a crazy. <laughs> I mean, then again, Florida is like notorious for crazy shit happening. And by the way, you can curse on my podcast. It's totally fine okay. if you want to. <laughs> okay. It's like totally free. Yeah. So she. Uh, uh, so I mean, Florida, especially up north, like you hear the craziest stories. Like it's known for that. I don't know if you know. Uh, but but back to you. So you. 
you, uh, from what I see are primarily residential. I don't know if you do commercial as well, but yeah. what's the Canadian market been like since the start of COVID? So everything has basically just increased. It's actually insane. So 2021, um, Canada had a target to allow about 401,000 immigrants in. Okay. We met that target and they are permanent residents now. So once they get their PR card, which is their permanent residency, um, they can actually apply for a mortgage. And a lot of them, like for instance, I have clients who came from India and they've been here for a year and they're civil engineers, they're coming here to work and they're buying properties. So we have just in 2021, 400,000 immigrants that came in. In 2022, we have another 400 coming in. In 2023, we have another 400 coming in. We are pretty much in such a shortage right now of housing that the prices, it's supply and demand, right? The high, average price in Toronto right now for a detached house is over a million dollars. It's like 1.1 million. It's wow. insane. Um, What's with I, all the immigrants though? Because Canada is very lenient with that. Yeah, I, I I don't know what, like, it, 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 I don't know what it is. They're just letting so many people in, but like, we we don't have enough housing for like ourselves here. We're in such a shortage right now. I was reading an article with Scotiabank. They just actually released it. And I have it here. They were saying that basically Canada's population adjusted housing. Um, we are the lowest in the G7. Like we have the lowest housing supply right now. Um, active listings in Toronto for freehold and condos uh, and condo townhouses. We're looking at 1,800 active listings right now for Toronto. That's not a lot considering what our population is, right? So What's the population? Of Toronto? Off mm-hmm. the top of my head, I don't know. I can Google it. <laughs> See, Google like, it. Let, let's do this real quick. I'm curious. Hold on. <laughs> we have a lot of people in Toronto, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Toronto. Population. And you know what's funny? I'm just going to say this. When you guys say, everyone makes fun of you guys and, and says you guys say a boot, you guys say a boat. Like as if there's a boat going in the water. So everyone, it's funny how you guys definitely say it differently, but you don't say it the way everyone thinks you say it. That's what I've realized. Uh, and they say it like a boot. What'd you say? Maybe new in Newfoundland, like they say it like that. A boot. Oh, really? I have no idea. I I know Canada like I know Nigeria. Like I don't know. I, I've been to I think Montreal when I was a kid, but really? No. Okay. Well, you need to not now because it sucks. But like, you should come check out Toronto. I hear it's awesome. I mean, Drake thinks it's great, so it must be great. You know what I mean? It's like a mini New York City, like a third of New York. Well, New York also has its issues right now. I so at, what's weird? Okay, let's see. So as of 2017, it had two, 2.9, okay, holy shit, six and a half million. Oh, no, that's, wait, wait, area Toronto and Ontario, over six and a half million people were living in the Toronto metropolitan area. Yeah. Yeah, and you have 1,800 homes. listings right now. That's, that's including condos. I mean, there's a major shortage in, in South Florida, too. Major shortage. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what do you do about that? What do you do when you have buyers? When... It, it's so right now it's like a struggle because there's literally nothing that actually is worth viewing. Right. And you want, they want to buy and they have something to sell. If they sell, they're going to get a great return on their initial investment, but there's mm-hmm. nothing that they can buy. So 
I would say a year or two years ago, it was easy to kind of like list a property and buy at the same time. You do it simultaneously. I can't say that word. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easier to say than your last name though. I don't know. It's a hard (laughs) (laughs) tongue twister. Um, But now it's like, no, sell your property, buy something first and then sell because you're guaranteed to sell it. It's going to sell. At the, like it's everything is just selling itself at this point, honestly. Well, what do you, so what do you tell them? If they, if say, I don't know, Bob, your seller wants to sell, he wants to sell for 3 million and he wants to upsize and I don't know, buy something for three and a half with another bedroom and bathroom with the market, how it is, he knows he'll get a great return on the sale, but he's worried that when he buys, like you said, he's going to buy something overly priced. Do you suggest that he rents for a period? Do you suggest that he still buys because mortgage rates are low or maybe he'll buy cash, whatever it is? Like, what do you, what do you do? Well, okay. So speaking in the 3 million budget, that that's a little bit of a different market. So for Mm -hmm. that, it's different. But if you're looking in like the 1 mil range or like the 800, anything from like 500 to like 1.52 mil, then I would say, yeah, don't sell like don't sell first like let's find you something first and then let's sell your property um i do not recommend renting for a year because you're going to be throwing away rental rates are so high right now too right like you're looking mm-hmm. for one bedroom in toronto you're looking at almost 2200 that's a one bedroom 500 square foot condo if you're looking to rent a house that's decent you're looking at like around 3 grand right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing away all that money for what you could put that towards your mortgage payments. I think if you're selling high and you're buying high, you're balancing out. I don't think there's an issue with that. I think right now though, people who, and I also don't foresee a crash happening. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing though. If they're balancing out that if I were a seller, I would say, well, doesn't that mean I'm breaking even? Well, the idea is if I want to upsize, then I guess that's not a problem. But if I'm trying to sell my property because I want to make a large uh, return on investment, and then I'm buying for around the same price, then why not? If I don't really need to sell otherwise, if the, the size is fine and the square, you know, the square footage is fine and the neighborhood's great, and I'm not really making money on the sale when I buy, then why even bother? So I think that's where it's like so important to find the the motivation to see if there's a real need versus, right? Yeah. What do you think? I, I can agree to that, but a lot of people do need to upsize, right? Because like you have all these mm-hmm. people are living in condos right now they're living in one bedrooms as couples let's say but what if they're expecting or what if they're getting married they're gonna have to upsize right mm-hmm. so hopefully they bought at an earlier stage in their initial investment like their roi on their property obviously is greater than what they're buying at a higher rate for but i don't know it's all relative at the end of the day like it just is a matter of it's you have to work out your numbers and see what works right mm-hmm. okay uh, and in yeah. terms of when COVID, you, you were, I don't know how long you've been in real estate for, but if you, how long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it for five and a half years. Okay. So I don't, if you mentioned that, my apologies. Um, I I did. Okay. So, okay. So anyhow, uh, five years. So when COVID started, you had, we all had lockdowns at some, you know, for a long period of time, but you guys were, forget about it. I mean, <laughs> so when COVID happened, what did it do to your business? Like, how did you, how did you pivot? Did you do these, um, you know, was everything kind of virtual? What did you do? Okay. So obviously open houses and stuff stopped. Right. And no, it wasn't, there was a lot of virtual happening, but for me, I was very fortunate. Nothing really changed with my 
my business. And I'll be honest, like last year was the best year I had in real estate. It was like, because a lot of people were trying to move out of the city and they were moving to like other regions like Durham, York, buying houses, townhouses. So, you know, higher price points as well, right? Because you're moving from condos to detached freehold. Um, so it's been, it's been really, these last few years have been insane with work. It's awesome. Yeah. That's That's great. You mind mind talking numbers? You don't have to, if you don't want to share it. Like, no, like what I've said. Numbers meaning like what, yeah, what kind of, what you did in volume and things like that. If not, we can edit it out. But if you want to talk about it, that'd be cool. Just give people a picture. Okay. So my, my actual partner and I, we, like in the month of November, we did 14 mil in, in numbers. That's pre-construction as well though. Okay. That's just November. Like we've been, it's been busy pre-construction right now. Insane. I personally think people who are looking to invest, they should pretty much get into pre-con. I think that's where you're going to be making the money. If you already have a property that you're living in, refinance it, pull out that equity that you've built in it. You're allowed to take up to 80%. Okay. And reinvest that money because realistically you don't need to get a mortgage for another three years because you have to wait for the project to complete. And within those three years with all the immigration that's going to be coming in with all the plans that are around that project, obviously you have to pick your project wisely, right. And see what's going to be happening around it. But honestly, you'll, you're going to make money. Like I I personally did that this year. I bought Mm pre-construction and um, I bought in phase two I believe there's three more phases after mine. Um, my partner bought in phase one. He bought for 350. I bought at 600. Phase two, a year later. We're launching the next one within the next year as well. I'm hoping that that goes up because then I'll have an idea of how much I've already made. Um, but yeah, by the time it's all done, if you're making anywhere from 150 to even 300K on a project, you just either sell after or you rent it out, refinance that again and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, what you're telling me is basically you've not only not suffered from COVID, but you've been able to thrive through it. I, I, yeah. Like I'm so, I feel really so sad for the people whose businesses have been affected and like business owners, restaurants are still closed. They've been closed almost the whole, like, I feel like they've been closed the whole year. Do you know what I mean? Hold on. COVID's been COVID's been around for like, I don't know, two years already. Since COVID started, the Toronto market has shut down these restaurants. Like, where do you go to eat? Yeah. So they've opened like they'll open for a couple of months. They allowed full capacity for a couple of months. And now, again, everything's completely shut down. You can't go to a restaurant and eat unless it's on an outdoor patio. Freezing. I don't know if you know how cold it is here, but um. Mm. My hands were like. You guys do Fahrenheit or Celsius? I don't even know. We do Celsius. I don't. I I can't. I don't know how Celsius is, but like. Your hands will fall off if you stand outside for like an hour. Your your fingers will fall. Yeah, yeah, it's Canada. Whatever, whatever the weather is, I know it's freezing over there. It's so cold. Yeah. I I I grew up in New York where it's almost as cold, and I'm done. I am done. Done shoveling my car out of the snow with the shit on my tires and all that, and just. You know, when you, you yeah. have to experience, you still have to experience this when it's cold as shit and you 
finally get into your car before the heater, the heat is on. I mean, if yeah. you, you warm up the car, great, but on the off chance, you don't warm up the car. You have like that, that scream you do, but right when you get in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy. I live in a condo. I park underground. I'm good. I get into my car. I'm like, perfect. Great. Oh, you're, oh, the, the, it's warm in there, like in the garage. Yeah. 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 You're underground. I mean, okay. But I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot warmer, but it won't necessarily be that warm. It's, it's it's relatively warm. Well, considering I used to like live in a house and like, I'd have to get in and like shovel my car. Like you said, this is like, oh, for me right, 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 right. I can't even deal. I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. But, right. So, so every, I mean, I can't even imagine how, are, are masks still, still required? Yeah. Like anywhere you go? Everywhere. Everywhere. You can't, anyone you meet, you wear a mask. Gyms are closed. Restaurants are closed. Gyms are still closed. Gyms are closed. They closed them again. Yeah, they had just oh closed everything. God, man. The first week of January. Apparently, they're opening everything back up now. Um, at fifty percent capacity, end of the month. But I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know how you guys. So you, everyone has to like jog, work out at home, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, basically. Even condo gyms are closed. Like our amenities are closed. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you're very, you know, you um, you definitely put in the work. So, you know, pat yourself on the back, but you're very fortunate that if you live, you live in a prison like Canada, at yeah. least, at least you, uh, you, you have, you know, your business is thriving. So that's, that's, it's a blessing because uh, that's, that's the thing that confuses me though, too, right? So, like, our market is booming. It has been booming throughout the whole pandemic. Okay. But you have people who are being laid off for work. You have people who are getting laid off and fired because they're not double vaccinated. Um, so think about all of the unemployment that we've had. Like the, the service industry is a huge industry, right? Think about all the people who are getting laid off, who aren't working. Mm -hmm. How, like, I think that COVID pretty much affected like not, I wouldn't say like lower income, but like a higher income paying jobs, people who were working remotely to begin with. I don't think that they were affected during this. I think that they're the ones who are also kind of driving this market up right now, right? Um, because then you have people who are getting laid off, like which is so unfortunate. But it's like they're not they're not purchasing, they're not mm -hmm. re renting somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? So who well, that's kind of how that's kind of how it works. Unfortunately, like in any society, the poor people get the bad end of the stick yeah. they don't have the means and the resources and the options to go and you know do different things, right? So if you're a wealthy person, what middle class too? Like I wouldn't think yeah, middle class also. Yeah. So yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're living above your, if you're living above your means, meaning your expenses are far lower than your income, then if you need to, I don't know if a city is in a terrible position, you can move out to the burbs. You know, if uh, yeah. you need to move to a different state, you can do that. Yeah. So if you're on a lower income, you don't, you just don't have the option. So it's, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get all conspiracy theory on you. I'm not really much of a conspiracy theorist, but all this mandate shit, this closing down. I live in Florida. Like you'll see people with masks, but most people are not wearing masks, especially in the street. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's very simple. There's no mask mandates. There's no vaccine mandates. You want to get vaxxed, go ahead. You want to wear a mask, go ahead. With the exception of very few places, very few places will require it. Yeah. But it's not really required anywhere. My gym is free. Like we can go, I can do whatever I please. It's fully, you know, at yeah. capacity. You can't even go on a plane here. If you're not double vaccinated, you can't leave the country. 
There's no way to avoid that. I think if you f- drive to Buffalo and then fly out from Buffalo, but I think even at the border, they're asking you if you're double vaccinated and for proof of vaccination. Yeah. So just like, imagine that, imagine that. You're it's stuck. Hard. Yeah. Oh, and, that's so annoying. And it's so funny because like they're closing the gyms. Okay. But the LCBOs, like our liquor stores are open. They have never shut down. Our cannabis stores have not shut down. So doesn't that make you wonder a little bit? A hundred percent. It's like, you know how many suicides we had this year and how many people have like died from just like mental health in general? Like, yeah, this stuff is killing people from all the mental fuckage it's doing. I mean, like, that's funny though. So the the liquor stores and, and bud stores are open. Yeah. But the other things aren't. That's interesting. So that, that makes, excuse me, that makes me wonder. Like, that's very strange. Right? There's de- everyone's getting, yeah. I mean, anyone who's not in a good position financially, they probably have, they're probably having a tough time in their relationship as a, as a result. They're probably drinking, which is making everything worse. It's just a downward spiral. Yeah. And I mean, listen, there are quite frankly, there are people who benefit from this. There are, there are people who benefit from this. You know, you, I mean, you can go through the whole, I don't, I don't want to go too, too down, too much down a rabbit hole because I want to stand real estate, but I mean, like therapists are probably making a killing, you know, pharmacists are making a killing doctors, you know, with all these medications that probably antidepressants and who knows what. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, so Wow. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. I live in Florida to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you don't have to rub it in. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't even have to rub it in. It's just like, it speaks for itself. Yeah. It's no, Canada's, it's, it's such a, it's so unfortunate. I used to love this city so much. Like I was a diehard Torontonian and now I'm just like, I'm so over it. I'm so over our prime minister, everything. It's just, yeah. It seems like he's getting a lot of smoke. So like, but you're, I mean, quite frankly, you don't really have a, a remote business, meaning you can do things remotely like any realtor, but you've built up your, your client base there. So like to go, you know, to go somewhere else and start a whole thing. That's probably not, not exactly a. Yeah. You know. If I, yeah, if I were to, to take the Floridian route, I would probably just uh, open up like a family business or something like that. Well, what do you mean by a family bit? Like what kind of family business? Well, because you could in Clearwater, there's there's neighborhoods where you can find homes for like 200k, and they're like gut jobs. You can gut them, flip them. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're saying to like uh, to pivot into like more of invest, much more of investment. Okay. Yeah. Right, I hear you. I love investing. I love everything about investing. It like it sparks so much interest in me when people talk about anything investment wise or. Yeah, I I quite frankly don't have a lot of experience in it because I've only been a realtor for about a year and four months. Okay. You know, so I'm I'm definitely going to get heavily into it. I've made amazing connections on with this podcast. I mean, I know some very big players, and some of them are very young. Like I know this one guy. You should check him out. His name is Alun Avgi. Okay. Uh, So he is 25, and he's got. I mean, at this point, he's probably got like 50 million real estate. Wow. And he, uh, yeah. He's an, he's a total, the kid, the dude's a beast. He's uh, he's got, I mean, he's partnered on, he's partnered on a bunch of deals, but quite frankly, very transparently, dude's 25 years old. He's a multimillionaire. 25 he's, years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. But when you, when you see his content, he's very mature. He doesn't like, yeah. He has a whole team of guys. He's got his office. He's very, he's very outgoing. You just, he's a brilliant, brilliant dude. So he, um, 
his goal is to have a billion dollars worth of worth of stuff at 30. And That's he's just buying property left and right. He's going to Texas. He's going to Ohio. He's going to Detroit. He's just buying, 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 buying commercial, buying residential, multifamily. He's just constantly buying. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm about to, I'm about, I'm turning 28 in two days. And I'm like, damn, this dude's running circles around me. But then I kind of, I, I take it back and I'm like, bro, relax. You got into real estate when you got into it. it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm going to get to where I need to be. Like I'm, I'm extremely focused. Yeah. But when you meet people like that, it's so inspiring because it's like, damn, you know, they're just, just keep pushing there are levels through. to this. Keep pushing through. I'm telling you, if you want it and you're hungry for it, it's so rewarding this industry. Like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Three to four years, you're going to want to give up sometimes. You're going to be like, I, f- I can't do this anymore. Like, you're, g-. but you know what they say? It takes five years to start seeing good numbers and a good. I routine. really don't have. I really don't have a doubt about it. it this business is such a fit for me. Um, yeah. Sales is, pro- I, I was doing commissions before this for, for a year and a half. Yeah. I have no problem with the cold calls. I make tons of cold calls every day. I don't give a damn about rejection. Yeah. I'm very used to it. Very comfortable with it. So it's for me, it's just the, the most difficult part is the frustration with the lead generation. It's like, I just got a listing yesterday. So that was oh, that's, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that was great. Most of my, my, my transactions have been listings. And yeah. most of them were cold calls. Like most Wait. of them were, were just random people. So what do you mean you're just using, are you using like a CRM system or anything to like- Yeah, them? so you, have you heard of Vulcan 7? No. So Vulcan, I don't know if they have it in Canada, but it's it's a dialer CRM kind of thing. So okay. they're the pretty much the top here in America. I don't know what you guys use. They yeah. have, you probably, I don't know if you guys have Mojo or whatever I've it is. Mojo. I've heard of Mojo. Right, yeah. So Vulcan's awesome. It's They have the most accurate numbers. So I do that. I make my calls and- uh, yeah, most of my clients have been been from from calling random people, so I'm continuing to do that every day. That's amazing. Yeah, so I, I know it'll it'll take off. So far, it's been a good run. You know, I got rookie yeah. of the year at my office, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, so I just got to keep plugging, you know. But I I, I just want to obviously have these conversations conversations with you, and uh, definitely looking forward to you sending me all the people that are running away. <laughs> you know, in Miami. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Aventura, which is like the northernmost part of Miami, but I'm right near all of like, you know, downtown Brickell, the city, like all that. Okay. So, so uh, I'm right in that area. Amazing. So, yeah, but it's, it's really, thank God it's picking up. I have some, I have some serious buyers. I have three buyers now and they're all willing to spend a, a few million on a property. So uh, the problem is the shortage, like they're all serious and yeah. ready to buy ASAP. And that would be, an, I mean, we're talking to each of them are, you know, that's, that's a nice amount of money right there. Yeah. But they're also, they're, they're good. They're good guys. Like they're good people. They're not making me crazy. They're all reasonable. It's just yeah. that it isn't, it isn't available. What they need is not available. So I know I, you know, I, mean, I feel a, you on that. I have a, like my clients, I can't find them anything like nothing. There's nothing. And anything that is currently listed, it's selling within a day, by the way, another thing to talk about for this for buyers currently looking, if you're not going in firm and you're not pre-approved and you are putting conditions in on your on your offers, you don't stand a chance. You do not stand a chance in this market. Same here. It's the same way here. It's the same way here. That this this we should make into a clip that little bit yeah. because it has to it has to be stressed to people. Yeah, it really has to be stressed to people. Oh, but uh, Rafi, you think we should go in like oh, I don't know twenty k under? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do you know how many Canadians are coming to Florida? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and they have on the broke agent. I love these memes. I love like these, these posts just, you know, exactly about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like a, like a buyer's agent jumping off a bridge or something when they say like, Oh, could we just take it? Could we just like put in an offer 10 K under ask, you know, yeah. <laughs> some hilarious thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is my saving grace. Like when I look at these memes, I'm like, oh, that's so relatable. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, indeed. So I'm thinking, is there anything else that you uh, were thinking of discussing that you wanted to maybe mention to people? Um, anything, anything? I would, yeah. So for anyone who's trying to get into real estate in, in Toronto or the GTA, um, look, talk to somebody like talk to a mortgage person, obviously get your numbers in line before you start looking and just have like, you have to be optimistic. Like at this point, it's all about patience and timing. Like there's nothing that we can do. There's literally no listings available. Um, and if you own a property already, I would really consider refinancing your property and maybe reinvesting into something else because I, the banks did announce that rates are going to be going up, not by much, um, I think it's like half a point or something um, that might do a little bit of a correction, but I doubt it. I think that once February hits and more houses come on the market, everyone's going to just start getting back into it. And like, they're going to start doing the whole buying process again, buying, selling, buying, selling. Um, and yeah, for I, buyers, it's like, just be prepared. You can't. I wonder. Oh, sorry. Keep going. I yeah, you can't go in on an offer conditional. Like you just will not stand a chance. Like if you're if you're a buyer and you're putting conditions in on your offer, save yourself the time, the energy, the headache, the the sadness, you know, of of missing out because you're not you're not gonna compete with 20 other offers who are probably all firm. It's like it, the the funny thing is knowing when an offer is not gonna get accepted and you write and and this is the thing. So I try to avoid doing that. That's why I try to really communicate this with my client, but you also don't know for a certainty. So you kind of, you'll find yourself putting in an offer where you know it 96% of a chance of it not getting approved. Yeah. And you know, you're just spending your time putting in an offer that's so unlikely to get approved, but like, what are you going to do? Right. Cause you, it might be a pretty solid offer, but based on the property, based on its value, how it looks, you know that it's in such high demand that you just, your buyer has no chance. You have to put it in because right. Exactly. Like what if it, what what if it like, does get accepted? This is going to go for over a million guaranteed. And then it comes back and it sells for 980. And that was within their budget. And you're just like, then you're fired. Right. You're done. Right. Right. <laughs> you're done. No, you have to do it. Yeah. You obviously have to do it, but like, you have to do it. right. But right. you have to at least guide them to, and just say, listen, I think this is what you show them the cost. Grab them by the shirt, Marina. You're just like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> listen. I've been doing this for five years. <laughs> you know what though agents like okay they're like okay yeah yeah they're like okay fine no some (laughs) are are really awesome like I'll call them like if they're the listing agent and I have the buyer and I'll be like listen let's not waste each other's time here just tell me what you're thinking like what number are you thinking and they're like this I don't want to waste your time I'm like thank you so much thank you and like but then you have like the old school like agents that are old school and they're like oh I can't disclose that I'm not sure and I'm just like buddy just tell me so I know so I don't waste your time or my time but it is what it is I don't know yeah at the end of the day like all the headache I don't know for uh, 
all the headaches worth it. It really is. It's terrible. Totally is. Totally is. It's just like, yeah, the pros far away the cons. It's, so. it's so stressful. I stress for my clients. Like when I'm putting an offer in, I'm like getting, I get anxiety. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I have a feeling like we might get it. You do little tips yeah. too. Like you'll get a bank draft ready. So a lot of people don't have a bank draft when they're putting an offer in, right? If you have your bank draft, you're showing like, hey, I'm committed. I'm like a solid buyer right now. I'm not going anywhere. The second you sign that paper, draft will be in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So you have to do, like, I do little things like that, or I'll write an, a letter with a picture of my clients and I'll write a letter to the owner giving an, like a reason as to why they love the home and like everything. It's like touching. Do you and think that really, you think that re- that stuff really, really matters? Like a picture of their kid, that they're cute kids and their, and their golden retriever. It really- 1000% works. It does. Um, I got my clients an off market property and I got it for them. I would say anywhere from like 50 to 80 K under market value. So the listing was terminated. It didn't sell on offer night because the, the seller wanted over 800 K for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had he listed it now, he would have gotten probably nine. Okay. Um, so we, I called the agent. I said, listen, I have, I have buyers for you. Talk to your client. So we did it off market. They got it for 755, and we wrote this whole letter And the seller was actually going through a divorce. So we wrote a letter and they're like expanding their family, et cetera, et cetera. Put a picture of the baby and everything. They want to grow their family more, um, need a bigger space. And he met us actually, accepted our offer. The house next door, I think two to three weeks later, sold for like 800. So we got it 755. They already had made 50K off of their purchase within the Mm -hmm. first month. Mm -hmm. Um, and he like, he was like, guys, you have no idea. I was bawling my eyes out when I was reading that letter. Like, that's why, cause he was going through a divorce. That was the house he raised his kid in. And they wrote a letter saying like, we want to raise our daughter in here. We could see her like, you know, in a swing set in the backyard. We're currently living in a tiny condo, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it worked. Really? I, I just feel it like, yeah. Wow. Okay. No, that's, I'm going to try it. I've I did it before. I have done this before. I have done this before. It still didn't get, ex- didn't get accepted, but um, yeah, I mean, my client, the, my, my, uh, my buddy's wife, I mean, he, she wrote up a whole thing about nursing in there, how, you know, they're a young couple and they have two kids and they have adorable, like two adorable girls. And like, they posted a picture with the four of them. And I was like, I was like, okay. You know, I thought it was adorable, but the end of the day, this seller wasn't about that. The seller was bottom line. Give me the price I need. I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't, it'll work on some people. Yeah. It's, it's worked. Doesn't I, hurt. I could say, two doesn't hurt. Time, uh, sorry, two times for sure. It's worked. like where the seller has been like, that mm-hmm. was like such a touching letter. That's crazy though. But to give up a ton of money because of like an emotional connect, that's wild. It's, psychology right like something yeah, but then again this whole business is about that this whole business is mind like most of this business for for realtors to succeed is mindset yeah. then earning your client's business is so much more about who you know and how much they like you than it is and, and it's we have to admit this of course being a good being an, a stellar agent is so important but like you have people who are hiring their daughters or their sons who have jack shit experience in real estate just because they're their relatives Right. So that just it really proves that at the end of the day, as much as we want to say, maybe it's not the case. Connections are connections. Who, you know, is often even more valuable than what, you know. So the best the best is to is to have both of those things. Shouldn't rely on either one. But uh, I mean, yeah, people people when they know and trust you, 
they're they're gonna pick you. I mean, that's what I've found. Yeah. I yeah. also I, I'm gonna make a little a little joke here, but Canadians are apparently a lot nicer than Americans. So maybe yeah. a bit more of a heart when it comes to Yeah, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, no, they seem yeah, you guys have like an overly nice stereotype. We do. We do. Which is why you're welcoming everyone from all over the world. Come, come and live in prison with us. It's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> come be in lockdown. It's cold as shit. Everything's closed. It's wonderful. Oh, great. And there's nothing available? Wow. It's like you guys have a perfect perfect marketing plan for tourism. It's wonderful. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking skilled that. I'm very proud of myself. Thank you. That was really good. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. Well, this is like a perfect opportunity for me to, for me to wrap this up. And I have to, I'm, I'm, I just got new microphones for my podcast when I do it in person. So I'm having um, this uh, audio engineer come and set it up perfectly. So they're coming in like 10 minutes. I got to get home. Amazing. Yes. So I'm stoked. I mean, I went from $40 microphones to $400 microphones. That's amazing. So, yeah. I made a huge upgrade. I got the best microphones on the market. So I'm stoked. I can't wait to use them because my last two in-person episodes, unfortunately, the mic quality like got fucked up and like it really annoyed me because I take this stuff so seriously. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. You know, shit happens. Yeah. I'm glad I glad I was able to, to get them on there too. like awesome guests. You should check it out. I got this um, the second to last episode. I got this architect. He's the biggest architect in South Florida. He's done work in countries all over the world, but he's he's designed some of the biggest projects in, in South Florida. So, uh, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. I'm so happy that I was able to get him. That's huge amazing. social media has got like 150,000 uh, followers and dude. I mean, dude's next level. And anyone who's anyone in Florida knows the guy. How are you meeting these people? I just DM them. I just like, I half the time, like I did with you, if I see somebody is the value, if they can bring value, I just reach out to them. Uh, sometimes they don't respond right away, but, it's also like a compound effect. Like the more people of notoriety or the more interesting people I get on, if I want to get some big name person and they go to my podcast and they see that I've got, Oh, he has that person and that. And Oh, he has that person too. It give, it shows the value. But also more important than anything, like with any, with, with uh, success in anything, it's consistency. And the biggest pride I have of this podcast is, although it doesn't have a huge following, I never missed a week since I started that's so amazing. I started in August of 2020. I have, you're the 75th episode. You're the 75th guest. Never missed a week. I've been consistent ever since. And that's that's the most important non-negotiable for me. I have to have a guest every single week. That's amazing. So, yeah. So although although it still doesn't have it, you know, it hasn't gotten huge yet. Uh, I know it will. It might take a couple of years. I'm ready to do that. That's what it's going to take. I'm pretty confident it's not going to take it's not going to take that long because I have some pretty pretty big plans, and hopefully you know hopefully it'll happen sooner than later. Are you only putting realtors on here? I got a lot of realtors on here. You're not the only one. No, you, no, you, no, no. no, I know, but is it is it a podcast for like any type of person? Like yeah, yeah it's open to anything. It's a lot of it's a lot of real estate, but it's open to anything. If you have, I should connect you with my girlfriend. She lives in Miami now. She just moved there from Canada. She uh-huh. just sang for the Panthers. They're the national anthem 
And okay. she was like with Flo Rider and 50 Cent the other day. And she went to Florida to start singing. And like, she's. Oh, shit. I'm, I messaged her the other day and I'm like, babe, like from what you started to like wh- what you're doing now, like, I'm so freaking proud of you. I, I'd love to connect you to, and you can maybe get her on and she can tell you her whole story. How like, she- oh, I'm down. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Set it up. That'd be awesome. Marina. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So let's, let's wrap it up. Cause I gotta, I gotta head to head okay. on for the mics. Marina, okay. thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. Thank you for, for everything you, you shared. I hope everyone got a lot of value and uh, I mean, enjoy, enjoy prison for as long as you can. <laughs> no, but keep killing it. I wish you lots and lots of success. I hope you keep double doubling and tripling your business. And, um, you know, obviously if you're in, I, I quite frankly do not plan on making a trip to Canada. I would, if it was more open and free, but I'm just, it is what it is. But, um, you know, if you're in South Florida, let me know. And again, I'll drop your social. So guys, make sure to check out Marina's Instagram. If you, have, what other, what other socials that do you have any other things you'd want people to check out? I mean, by the way, I saw you had a YouTube, but you didn't start it yet. So I'm I couldn't sorry. find it. I've been, I've been, I'm kind of brainstorming right now. I don't know which direction I want to go in, but I am uh-huh. starting it. It's going to happen. It's happening soon. I just need to, I need to get on it and figure out okay. what well, I want to create for people. So if there's, if you have any questions, happy to do whatever I can to like, you know, help you out. Thank you. And yeah, so that is that. Thank you so much. And, uh, thanks. Thank you. I might be in Miami in March, so I'll I'll definitely try to connect. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Looking forward to the referrals. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It was a great conversation. I had a great time. Okay. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.